What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. Three games each day, football for me, morning, noon, and night. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic in some ways. In some ways, it was a bit of a snoozer. Um, above all, it was profitable, which is very nice. Uh, how was your wild card weekend, and how are you doing? Yeah, it was a good weekend, uh, for sure. There were some games that didn't go as we thought. Maybe some of the games we expected to not be as good were more entertaining. But overall, yeah, it was a good weekend for sure. Some surprises along the way. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a good weekend of football. I did as well. I thought it was a very good weekend of football. There were obviously some boring moments. See, um, I, you know, because I'm I'm an, an immature person, um, I withstood the boredom that was that Bears Saints game, which was just atrocious by pivoting over to Nickelodeon uh, and, you know, praying to God that, you know, somebody was going to get slimed on camera or something like that. Um, and that that kind of like helped me out of that. But, yeah, it was um, I was like I felt like a like a coma kid, like sitting there trying to get through that Ravens Titans game, dude. That was by far and away for me. It was the most disappointing game. Um, I mean, listen, I get it. You know, defense was clamping down and Ravens stopping Derrick Henry, limiting him to 40 yards was great. But oh, yeah, yeah, dude, that was uh, that was a, a very blah way to start Sunday. Yeah, everyone was surprised by that. I think we even joked about it last week. Well, watch this be the lowest scoring game of the weekend, right? As the one that everyone was targeting. And uh, guess what? It was. So just as everyone predicted. Well, actually, it wasn't. Bear Saints was. No, it's as you predicted because you put that juju out there. You were like, no offense to Juju Smith-Schuster, but you put that energy out there, Adam. You were like, watch, it's going to end up being the lowest scoring one. You can't do that, man. You got to keep that stuff inside. Oh, you got to okay. eat, eat your feelings. Bury them deep, deep down within. Well, it just seemed apparent when everyone was targeting that game. <laughs> everyone said it's going to be a shootout. You just know, all right, well, it could be the complete opposite, and it certainly was. I mean, I teased it. I did a teaser on Sunday for the over-unders, and I did a teaser on Saturday that I hit. I had Buffalo minus a half, Tampa minus two and a half. So I hit that, and then I did a teaser with the totals on Sunday, and the first total that I teased was Ravens-Titans. I teased it down to over 44. It still didn't hit, so I was already <laughs> done on Sunday. I mean, I had the I teased the Bears Saints over too, so I would have lost anyway. Uh, the Brown Steelers I teased over that obviously would have hit, but yeah, it was just one of those games where we all expected big fantasy numbers and we just didn't get it. The Titans, the Titans, I believe, oh, I can't remember now. I think they had like 19 sacks on the season. They had like four in the first three quarters. It's like, <laughs> wait a second, what? They have no pass rush, and here you go against Lamar Jackson, and he's got sacked five times. So they had probably one quarter of the sacks they had all year in one game. Like, just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And you know what? And, and stuff like that, like, really, it just kind of kind of sunk my, uh, you know, my lineups. A lot of my DFS lineups got sunk by the fact that that game just did not uh, go off. Luckily, I got, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, I um I saved my own ass. See, so, you know, you know me. Listen, I've been all over Nick Chubb, and I've been all in on the Browns this whole season. I've been a very 
strong supporter of it. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So there I am, right? And uh, and and me and Jim Bowden interview Paul DePodesta on the Fantasy Alarm Show on Friday. And you know what? I'm hearing him talk, and he's like, you know, there there was nothing about what he was saying that was like giving you know me good vibes about you know that they were gonna really they were gonna run the ball with Nick Chubb and they weren't gonna get too cute with the pass and 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 this and that and so. You know, I kind of pivoted off of the Browns for DFS. And there it was, like, last minute. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Right? You know, I've been on the Browns all season long. So I put a lineup together that used Lamar as my QB. um, But I had Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and Jarvis Landry stacked uh, in that lineup. And that actually saved my ass on the – on the day, I mean, that was it was the the Browns of all the teams that uh, bailed me out of uh, of, uh, of what could have been a miserable weekend. Uh, got to give it up for them, man. And that's I got to I just got to keep you know trusting my own instincts here and stop listening and trying to read between the lines too much. It's like forever tinker time. It's like I should just do my initial analysis, monitor for injuries, and then just leave it at that. As opposed to like, oh, well, I'm getting the, some of the latest information and trying to read into things like what the chief strategy officer is telling everybody on radio. <laughs> yeah, because he's not going to give the exact game plan. But yeah, I think the Cleveland Steeler game was just stunning just because the way it started off like 28 nothing, like right away. And the first play snap going over Ben's head, touchdown, just the whole way. And I guess that goes back to, guess I should have stuck with my guns a month ago when I said, yeah, Steelers are losing in the first round. I don't care who they play. And then clearly yeah. switched on that. <laughs> and I guess I should have stuck with it because like, you could see the signs coming that the Steelers were just not going to make a deep run. Uh, I thought they would get past the Browns with everything the Browns were dealing with. I was going to have the Bills beat them. But it's not surprising that Pittsburgh had issues. But the way it happened, I mean, come on, man. 28 nothing. And the interceptions, the turnovers, that was just stunning the way it occurred. And for a minute there, it looked like they were in trouble. And I have the text. I'm not second guessing. The t- punt that Mike Tomlin on fourth to one, it was over. Once he did that, it was done. I was texting with my friend. And I'm like, that's the nail. Because he was like, the Browns or the Steelers are winning this game. Uh, this was like a couple plays before the punt. The punt happened. I said, that's the nail in the coffin. And he's like, yeah, why are they punting? You knew it. It was over. You had them on the ropes. You have to be aggressive. Go for it. You weren't going to stop it. You weren't stopping them most of the night. Yeah, the Browns weren't as good in the second half to start. But once Tomlin punted on fourth to one, it was over in my mind. Um, That's ridiculously funny that you say that because I actually had that exact same conversation via text uh, with a buddy of mine. And I also I kind of splashed a little bit of it on Twitter. I was just like, you know, the Browns are going to end up losing this game because they're not running the ball. Like, you can't come out in that second half with that huge-ass lead and not think about the fact that you have two elite runners in Nick Chubb and uh, and Kareem Hunt. That, you know, as battered as your offensive line has been for the whole first half, they have been phenomenal. 
right? Like, how do you not just do that? And then all of a sudden you start seeing the Steelers, they, you know, then they score and then it's a three and out for Baker Mayfield because they're passing too much. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, like the Steelers come back and they score again. And that exact same moment there, it was that stupid punt on the fourth and one. It was such like, I literally, I didn't even remotely think I like ran into the kitchen to, to grab something for my wife. And, and I came running back and I was like, you know, are they punting right now? Did I miss something? Was there like a penalty or something? What, what the hell just happened here that these guys aren't going for it? And uh, and, and I was texting with a buddy of mine and I said the exact same thing. I said, the, oh, I said the, the comeback thwarted right here. This punt is a mistake. I, I get the text right here. I'll screenshot it for you. Anybody who wants to see it. But I was brutal. Brutal, but I'll say this though, dude. Baker can have this swag, and we can talk about you know how the Browns, you know, beat up on the Steelers. I think this was more of an indictment of how bad the Steelers have gotten, how bad their defense has become uh, over the you know the last five or six weeks now. Um, and if the Browns try that game plan against the Chiefs, dude, they are gonna get smoked. Yeah, I mean, I think most people feel that way. Uh, the Chiefs, I know, are a 10-point favorite. We'll get into those later in the week. But, yeah, I think they just caught – Pittsburgh has been reeling for a long time. And I think what happened is the game against the Colts where they came back kind of camouflaged it and said, all right, they had this big win. Then they rested Ben and some starters in Week 17. But the cracks have been there for a long time. They had against Dallas and their fourth string, third string quarterback. They got dominated for three quarters. They they should have lost that game. They barely escaped that game. Washington, they were hard. So the Bengals game. So it's not like, oh, they're playing well, losing these. They were getting beat by bad teams. I know the Bengals and Cowboys played better late in the year. They were bad teams. And Dallas didn't even have Andy Dalton in that game. So the signs were there that Pittsburgh was just on life support. The Colts game might have fooled us a little bit. But like, all right, fine. They were on the ropes. They could have easily folded. They came back. They won. They got their division. But this is a team that had major flaws. I, I, I don't even – I know I said it, but someone tweeted at me. They're like, oh, I remember you saying the Steelers were the worst 11-0 team you, you saw. Like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything – profound to say that i mean they were it was clear that they had cracks they took advantage of a good schedule they got some breaks and give them credit they went 11 no but uh it wasn't surprising to see them eliminated but it was surprising that they just they got the shit kicked out of them yeah <laughs> really it was embarrassing did. man it's it was just it was really bad and yeah they came back whatever but you know how it is you're down big the defense gets a little lax all right we just want time to run down so it's like the most empty 500-yard four-touchdown game that you will see from a quarterback. And, yeah, Ben threw four picks. But they got embarrassed, man. They got embarrassed. They really did get embarrassed. They, um, yeah, it was bad. It was, yeah, I, nothing else Look, to I say. Look, I feel good for Browns fans, man. They deserve I, it, man. Yeah, oh, 100%, dude, 100%. Years of, you know, getting the shit beat out of them by that team. You know, good for them, man. I had to tip my hat. I had to apologize for for losing faith. Uh, I thanked them once again for uh, for for helping me out with uh, with my DFS recovery. Uh, 
Um, and uh, and we'll talk about them going up against the Chiefs uh, throughout the rest of the way. Let's talk about some of the other games here. Well, I mean, biggest surprise for you? Like, what was like? I mean, was it was it the Ravens stopping Derrick Henry at forty rushing yards? Um, was it the Rams? Was it the fact that 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 John Wolford got his bell rung and then Jared Goff, who what two weeks removed from a broken thumb and dislocated thumb surgery uh, is out there beating the Seahawks or do we, is the bigger surprise that Russell Wilson just never turned that shit around? We both took the Rams. I think we might've said Seattle would win, but we liked the point. So I'm really not surprised. Uh, I said that the Rams are the best team defensively in the NFL. So, and with the way the Seahawks offense was going, I wasn't really surprised at that. Uh, I, th- I think the biggest surprise for me was the Browns. For them to put up 48 points, they were the biggest surprise, especially the way that first quarter went. Like 28 nothing. Uh, so that was the biggest surprise. Uh, yeah, it was surprising to see the Ravens-Titans such a low score. Not completely stunned that they shut Henry down. Uh, you know, did I expect a good game for him? Sure, but I didn't think we'd see one of his best games of the season. 40 yards on six, 18 carries still stunning. And the Titans just, I don't know what they were doing. They kept running in the obvious first down situations and the Ravens knew it was coming. And I know that's their strength, but if early in that game, because remember they were up 10, nothing after the first quarter, they came out passing a little bit and I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah. They're not expecting you to do it. And then they shot away from it. And I know Derek Henry has been the heartbeat of this team and what you run your offense through, but sometimes you have to look and go, all right, they're stopping it. We got to go in a different direction. I know the other thought is, Hey, well, he's our guy and we're going to go down with him. No, I think you have to be smart. You have a good quarterback in Tannehill, a freak like AJ Brown, take advantage of that. You know, you got, sometimes you have to say, Hey, look, this is not working. We're not run blocking them. They're expecting it. They're stopping the run. We got to go in a different direction. And I think the good offensive coordinators do that. And we don't see enough of it in the NFL. So I think that's really what hurt Tennessee here. Because it's not like the Ravens' offense marched up and down the field on them. I mean, Lamar Jackson bailed them out with that big touchdown run. He yeah. doesn't get that. You know, who knows where that game is? I think if you told the Titans before the game, hey, you're going to hold the Ravens 20 points, they would say, we got this. We're winning. So I think the Titans' play calling, and especially early on first down, going to Derrick Henry so much, and the passing game was working early on. So I thought that was a, a problem for, for Tennessee that, that really hurt them. And they had some terrible punts as well, punting from the Ravens 38. I mean, I, I thought Vrabel was a good coach, and I've liked what he's done, turning that team around and getting him where he did last year. But I thought that was kind of uncharacteristic of him. Um, well, I mean, it, it bodes to, to ask how much Arthur Smith uh... – you know, had to do with all of those calls there. Does Vrabel, you know, defer enough to him? You know, I'm sure the there, Arthur Smith was being interviewed for head coaching jobs all over the place. Uh, you know, if uh, if this is, uh, you know, what we're seeing here without the uh, the inability to to make the adjustments, that's not somebody I'm really all that interested in as a uh, as a potential coach. I agree with you. I don't think they made the pivots that they needed to make. Not at all. Were you um, were you concerned at all? I mean, not you know concerned in the sense that maybe you uh, you invested a little too much of your uh, playoff capital in uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, 
uh, situation there that uh, you, were you worried that the Bills might blow this against the uh, the Colts? Colts came out running hard with uh, with Jonathan Taylor. Um, made me a little nervous, I think. Uh, no, I always had faith the Bills were going to hold on. Uh, I thought the Colts gave this game away, though. Uh, they had so much, dude, they had over 400 yards of offense. They had no, their quarterback didn't get sacked. They didn't turn it over. This game was there for them, and they just blew it. I mean, they should have put the fact that they trailed at halftime in this game was a joke. All right. I mean, they were down 14 10. They had that chance late in the first half. They went for it on fourth down. Rivers couldn't get the touchdown. And then the Bills marched down the field. I thought that was really, really awful for the Colts. Because uh, if you told the Colts going into the game, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're not going to turn it over. Your quarterback's not going to get sacked. You're going to have, uh, you know, 400 and what did they finish with? They finished like 450 yards of offense. They would have said, oh, yeah, we'll take that game script. And it just didn't happen for them. So I just thought the Colts had a chance, man. Uh, they could have easily knocked Buffalo off and they let it slip away, which I think for the Bills, sometimes that happens in these first playoff games. You'll watch a team and you'll go, you know, I wasn't really impressed with them. Sometimes you just need to get that playoff victory and then you kind of settle down and you get into a groove. And we'll obviously say that if the Bills make a run and win the Super Bowl, get there. But I think that happens sometimes that we judge a little too much. We're like, oh, they didn't look good, this and that. The Bills kind of needed to get that playoff win. Uh, I know last year Josh Allen was tight. I didn't think he was tight in that game, but that that fumble late, uh, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. But the Colts should have could have won this game. They, I think it was Jonathan Taylor who said, this is a game you don't want to watch the film. And he's completely right. The Colts are going to watch this film, and they're going to be like, wow, we just gave this game away on a silver platter. That's, uh, yeah, that's a disappointing way to finish your season. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, before we get to uh, the rest of the games, uh, just want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, you know, obviously the, uh, the, the DFS game uh, you know, website you want to be playing on. Obviously, if you like the prop picks. Obviously, if you're tailing Adam Ronis's props and bets uh, for, let's say, NBA, you'd be doing pretty, pretty, pretty good at this point. So Monkey Knife Fight is where you can take advantage of that, and here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. 
State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam. Uh, Tampa Bay, Washington. You know, everybody was hyping. I couldn't believe it. People were actually giving Chase Young a hard time for saying that he wanted a, a piece of the goat. Uh, you know, and I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, dancing on another team's logo or stomping another team's logo or, you know, directly trashing a, a, a team that ends up punching you in the mouth. Um, you know, Chase Young getting a little little kind of crap for uh, saying that he want a piece of the goat. I actually I kind of liked it. I really did. And I think that, uh, you know, like that kind of like spirited competitive talk is uh, is is what's fine and what, what we should be getting. Uh, from these guys, uh, Washington didn't really, uh, you know, they didn't really have that much. Of, I didn't really think they had much of an opportunity to to really win this game. Um, you know, it, it it went the way I thought it would go, but uh, you know, I just I got to give them a little bit of credit. You know, Heineke played a good game for given the situation there, uh, like the emergence of Cam Sims. Uh, really taking advantage of uh, of some, you know, some good size advantages over the corners there, um, you know, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a total loss, you know, I mean, especially if you used guys like McKissick or um, Logan Thomas in like, a, you know, like a one and done sort of a situation there. How'd you like that game? Yeah, I mean, got to give Washington credit. They hung in there. Uh, it did it. Yeah, I, I never got the feeling they would win either. Uh, even when it was close, but Heineke was solid. They just couldn't really run the ball at all. Uh, Gibson, I don't think was a hundred percent and he hasn't been since he came back. You could kind of see it. There were a couple runs. I'm like, it looks like he's gimpy and limping, uh, but they hung in there and, you know, Brady did get sacked three times, but he still put up numbers. Uh, all those receivers were productive. Brown scored a touchdown. Godwin Evans was quiet for a while, finished for six for one nineteen. So, um, yeah, it kind of went as I expected. I think I don't remember what the did we we both took Washington with the points. I don't. I think it was either eight and a half or nine. So they did cover. Um, so that's what I thought. I thought it would be a game that Washington could stay competitive, and I uh, got to give them credit here. I know Bucks' offense has been hot down the stretch, and yeah, kind of went as I expected. You know, McKissick did. Uh, I took his prop over four and a half receptions. Didn't hit. He only had two. Uh, he did find the end zone, so if you use them there, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, it pretty much went like I thought. Yeah, um, same here, same here. It went exactly as I thought it would, and um, yeah, took advantage uh, a little, uh, you know, that FFPC competition there. Got my touchdown out of Godwin. I felt uh, pretty good about that, and then they move on. Um, last game, Saints Bears, dude. This. This one, like I said, man, if it wasn't for Nickelodeon and uh, and wishing that I was like, you know, taking some psychedelics while watching it on Nickelodeon. Um, but that was the only thing that saved this game. This game for me, you know, ugh, ugh. Like I thought, and you know, Drew Brees had more chemistry with Deontay Harris than he did with Michael Thomas, even though Michael Thomas got into the end zone. Um, Kamara, uh, I mean, it was a good game. It wasn't like a great game. Uh, for him, but I, I don't know, man, this, this, this game to me, you know, figured the saints were going to win it there, but I think this is more an indictment of how p 
piss poor this Bears offense is. Like, really, really piss poor. Yeah, I said, again, they were fortunate with the schedule down the stretch. They, yep. They're they not that good. I mean, again, David Montgomery. I, I kind of hate that he had this game because I was really hoping people would push him up the draft board. Hopefully they'll forget <laughs> like, this game and they'll look the, at the The old Kenyon Drake move? Yeah, I'm hoping that happens because uh, I'll say thank you and pick a better player. So push Montgomery up if you want because I'm not buying it. Went against a good team, didn't do anything. Though the Bears were very – they weren't aggressive at all. It took them forever to get Allen Robinson involved in this game. Like, such idiots. And then you remember early in the second half, he made two great plays, diving catches and everything. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this guy is catching passes that are off target, and why aren't you force-feeding him the football? So hopefully he goes to a team next year where he can get 10, 11, 12, 13 targets a game. Should not be getting seven in a game that you're trailing when he's, like, your best playmaker. So – I'm not surprised at this at all. Uh, I just didn't think the Bears deserved to be in the playoffs. They got fortunate that things broke right for him. They had a good late-season schedule. Trubisky's not the answer. If they get duped into signing him, uh, shame on them. But, yeah, I really – I was just more kind of unimpressed with the Saints. Like, I thought they'd have a better showing here. It does give you a little concern going into next week because we just seen the Saints have these disappointing – playoff games and it's prevented them from going to the Super Bowl the last few years you know you could have that type of performance against the Bears and get past it but they can't play like this next week and expect to beat Tampa even though they beat them twice this year they're gonna have to do better I mean Kamara only two targets like what's that so yeah uh they got by but they're gonna have to play a lot better all right so there you go guys nice little uh little wrap on uh on Super Wild Card Weekend divisional round John, you know uh adam and i are going to be breaking this down throughout the entire week uh while we throw in a couple of other things but nothing better than getting that early early way too early look here adam let's get some first blushes rams packers uh packers are favored by six and a half points over under at 45 and a half uh early lean is the rams to keep it close Really? Yeah. Cam Akers against this poor run defense. Aaron Rodgers kept in check a little bit by a strong Rams defense. I see you. I see you. Ravens, Bills. Bills favored now. It's oh, it's a it's a point and a half. It was two and a half earlier in the day. Uh, it is now Bills favored by a point and a half over under a 50. I mean. This is this is like Vegas's way of telling us it's a coin flip with a slight advantage to the Ravens. Uh, I lean the Bills. I believed in them, and I know everyone's jumping on the Ravens now. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think they played that. They played very well defensively, shut down the run, but they didn't do anything to make me say, "Oh yeah, this team's going to make it deeper." I think they're good. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm sticking with the Bills. Lamar Jackson against this porous Bills defense? Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be able to slow down the Bills offense. Do the Bills body slam the Ravens through a table that's been set on fire? That could happen. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> could happen. Um, Browns, Chiefs. Oh, baby. It's, a, it's our big spread of the week here right now. It's Chiefs minus 10. But over under a 56, that's the big mamba jamba here on the slate. Uh, game stacky, game stacky, which way are you leaning? Well, minus 
official lean is the Browns and the points. The Chiefs have not covered in a while, man. I think the last time they covered was against the Jets, and that was like middle of the season. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of leaning the points here. Uh, initial lean. It might change, but Chiefs haven't been covering, man. But like I said, I think we discussed on the previous, I could see the Chiefs just coming out in the playoffs and just turning it on. Like, I kind of feel they coasted through the regular season. They had a lot of close games. I mean, they beat the Falcons by three, the Saints by three, Dolphins by six, Broncos by six, Bucks by three, Raiders by four, Panthers by two, before that Jets win 35 to nine. They played a lot of close games. That they did, which which ended up actually a little bit on the disappointing side for fantasy owners. Right. Like there were there were certain games. You're just like, where where is where is Patrick Mahomes with, you know, all my points here right now? Um, Some some definite close ones. All right. And then the last one on the slate, it is the battle of the old men. Uh, Brady versus Breeze, Bucks versus Saints, two high quality defenses, two potentially explosive offenses. Saints by three right now, over under a fifty one and a half. Where's the lean? Uh, there's no lean. I would not bet this game. I would not touch it. Uh, coin flip? Yeah, man. I lean towards the Saints, but I don't know. Uh, I could see the Bucks winning this game. So, yeah, right now, I really don't have a lean. I do think it's a coin flip. It could go – look, I know the Saints beat them twice, and I saw a stat that the teams that play in the last 21 games, when they play a team for the third time – the team that won the first two is 14 and seven. So I know a lot of people, oh, it's hard to beat a team third, three times in a season, 14 and seven in the last 21. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's close. Uh, this is the game. Well, I said this last week and it didn't work out. I said Baltimore <laughs> Tennessee was the best game. I was looking forward to it. I will say Saints, Bucks, and the Bills, Ravens are the two games I look forward to the most. But I got to say, you know, I thought at first I was like Rams, Packers. Eh. It's intriguing, man, because the Rams defense has been that good. You got to hope Aaron Donald is healthy and can play out. You know, he had the two sacks early on. Uh, but this Rams defense, I'm trying to I don't think they've given up more than, okay, so 20, I think 20, 28 is the most points they've given up. No, no, my bad. 35 to the Bills. is the, And that was in week three. And then the other game that they allowed the most points was 28 somehow to the Dolphins. But since then, they haven't allowed more than 28 in a game, and that was the Cardinals. So they've really shut teams down. On the other hand, Green Bay has scored like 30-plus points in every game except two or three, I believe. I mean, against Tampa, they didn't. They scored 10. Uh, they scored 24 against Jacksonville. How did that happen? Uh, 24 against the Panthers. So, yeah, they've scored 30-plus points in like – 12 or 13 games this year. So it's a real interesting contrast between those two teams. Yeah, I actually really, I, I like the way these matchups are, are looking. I really do. I mean, cause I, you know, when, when you take a look at, at the, uh, at the full breakdown of, you know, just your, your initial blush, you're like, okay, Rams, all defense, uh, Packers, all offense. And you know, is that, you know, how's that going to end up? Jalen uh, Ramsey on Devontae Adams, right? Ramsey on Devontae Adams. Like I said, Akers going up against the uh, a, a porous run defense. But, you know, I mean, Rodgers has been, you know, he, he's been doing it. Like, that's like, 
I could see, I could see in this game here, I could see this being a big Aaron Jones receiving game, like utilizing Jones and Tunyon as like two primary weapons here, um, so that you're not so reliant on Devontae Adams and you're kind of neutralizing the the whole Jalen Ramsey matchup. You know, like that could be, uh, you know, kind of a, an initial blush at that. So. You know, again, great matchup there. Baltimore-Buffalo. Uh, again, Baltimore's defense, what they just did to Tennessee. You got Buffalo with, you know, Josh Allen, and these guys are are, are cruising. Um, Buffalo's defense has some weaknesses. Baltimore's offense, this is the, you know, they're they're peaking right now. Like, they're sitting at a, at a great spot for them, you know, for what they like to do. Cleveland, beautiful ground game. Love the ground game. They're kind of the Cinderella story for this year. They're kind of like that that darling team that, oh, it's been 18 years since they've gone to the playoffs, and now they, they've won their first game. They specialize in the rushing attack. That is the weakness for Kansas City. But then you've got Kansas City and, and you know, Cleveland just gave up how many points to, <laughs> to, to Pittsburgh there? And now you're talking about Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. It's crazy. And then you've got the storylines for, for Bucks uh Saints. Drama, yeah, dude. Brady Drama. Breeze. You're gonna hear Brady Breeze all week. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Also, and also don't forget it is a Kareem Hunt revenge game. See, and you know how much that I love a good revenge game. You love it too. It works every time you every play. Every time. I have never seen it fail once in my life. If you have, let me know at Adam Ronas on Twitter. Because I've never seen it. It always works. And if it doesn't work, I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't a revenge game. Hashtag analysis. <laughs> right there. Right there. We're going we're gonna to drop the mic on, on that Adam Ronis moment right there. Uh, but yes, if you've ever seen a revenge game narrative not work, tweet them. At Adam Ronis on the old Twitter machine. Uh, I'd like to take a look. The next time uh, Ronis and I convene, I want to hear uh, some of his more favorable tweets. Uh, on that well that's going to do it for us here tonight again it's going to be a very long week sweating out some nba right now i'm worried about devin booker and whether or not he's actually going to lose that he's got 28 points Ooh, all right there you go maybe a little better for me but that is going to do it for us uh tonight we'll catch up with you guys later on appreciate all of you for subscribing and liking and for adam ronis i'm howard bender We'll catch you next time.